everyone, and welcome to an emergency edition of Last Week in Basketball, a recap of some of the most important storylines and highlights that happened this past 24 hours in the NBA. I am your co-host Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the mouth. It's not a good one, guys. How are you guys doing? A little bit of a different <laughs> feel this episode, definitely. So we're going to be a little bit grumpy. We're going to do a little bit of reflecting. But a whole lot of Lakers talk. So yes, let's just rip the band-aid right off to start the show, shall we? The reigning, defending, 2019-2020 NBA champions, the Los Angeles Lakers, have been eliminated by the Phoenix Suns in a shocking 113-100 Game 6 loss in the first round of the NBA playoffs. No! God, please, no! No! We got outplayed, man. Wow, so this is what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it the shocker at Staples. (laughs) I like it. I like it. <laughs> the shocker at Staples Center. Yes, a number two seed. Number two. Defeats the number seven defending champs. Malv, a little bit of trivia for you. The last time a defending champion lost in the first round was who and when? Who and when? Oh, my God. First rounders knocked out. Time up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 2015 San Antonio Spurs. Oh, my God. And guess who they lose to? The Grizzlies? Chris Paul and the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, my God. So Chris Paul is at it again. I don't know if you remember that game. He had this wild, ridiculous shot over Tim Duncan, and that kind of messed up his hamstring, and that kind of uh, derailed the Clippers' playoff run right after that shot. It's like, oh, epic shot, and then that's all he had left. So, yeah, that's crazy. Chris Paul has been part of two playoff teams that have eliminated the champion in the first round. They gave Monty Williams some props, too, because I guess his thing, too, from winning— the last time he was in the knocked out in the first round, it was against the Lakers too. Wow! You know, so full circle. Everything that was full yeah. circle. I mentioned this very briefly, but let's get into it. The number two seed was Phoenix. The number seven seed were the Lakers. And guess what? The Lakers really played like they were a seventh seed. <laughs> I forgot that there was a ranking because, like, all this whole time, I guess we were calling the Phoenix Mirage, Mirage the Mirage. Yeah. Maybe we were the Mirage the whole time. <laughs> We're going to get into the biggest reasons why the Lakers fell short. But one thing before we do that is I wanted to get your opinion on if or how these various crowd sizes from all the different venues played a factor for these Mm. players. Ooh. Watching it through the television, I did feel that the energy and the momentum in Phoenix, when they were playing in Phoenix, there was definitely more of a reaction because of that increased capacity at those venues. Mm. Whether or not it really affected them that much, to be determined. I no, guess we'll never we're know. spoiled too, though, you know, because like I'm going to say too, sometimes as a Laker fans, when you're there, you're just like, man, some of these fools are lazy. Like uh, some of our fans are just lazy, like like got the tickets, like they got the most expensive, but they're not getting hype. You know, they're just taking photos there. And it's like that get is- hype. You know, and I feel like franchises, especially small ones that really like really, really, really care about their teams, even then when they're super shitty. Look like at the Oakland. 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 Remember? There you go. Before they blew up. OKC. You know, OKC, so even though they were winning at the time, like, they had that little homegrown crowd. Yeah. And that, I think that's what they're feeding off, that genuine energy, you know, because I saw it in Madison Square, uh, Square Garden when they were losing, but the crowd was still getting hype, you know? Probably the biggest criticism of Lakers fans, tickets are so expensive. So that's unfortunate about the crowd reaction. Would you like to get into the biggest reasons why I feel... The Lakers fell short this season. Let's hear it, bro. Okay, I think all of these issues play a factor. First off, health. Okay? Number one. Injuries and availability are the biggest X factor for every team, and this season has been no more evident. Right during the middle, towards the end of the season, when LeBron was injured again, 
Like we just started like snowballing into bad habits and just relying on the stars too much. The star being at the time AD, you know, and look where we're at. Charles Barkley had an interesting take on that post game. He called out Anthony Davis's trainer, just saying, Ooh. yo, you might need to get a new trainer because you shouldn't be breaking down this much so early in your career. How do you feel about that? We talked about off air. I told you what should happen. LeBron should somehow tell AD, yo, come and train with my dudes. I don't understand why he's not doing that. You know, like be like, train with my dudes because we obviously see what my dudes can do with me. I'm just assuming they could adapt to you, you know, and we'll do something. Or maybe he's just that frail, you know, like it, maybe it's like a Brandon Roy, Greg Oden kind of thing. It's like, yeah, they, not they can't everyone. do anything. They can't do anything about the injuries, you know, and we have to play with that. I, right now, we still have them in contract for more years. We have rest, and I say rest for sure this time. Get a real rest because we didn't get one after the bubble. That's exactly my next point. Look at both teams that were in the NBA Finals last year. Both roller coaster seasons, both riddled with injuries the entire year, both eliminated in the first round. Who knows when and if that stat will ever be repeated? Um, I couldn't find anything. I was also kind of lazy. <laughs> I just, when I was typing this, I was like, oh yeah, both teams were eliminated. So interesting fact, you see Jimmy Butler fatigued. Mm-hmm. Just goes to show you though, just appreciate LeBron because if there's anything this compressed schedule showed us, this is this is the way you defeat LeBron. You, oh yeah. And- you compress like two years of basketball <laughs> in one. And, and, and he then, still gets a championship, and, you know? And he's still like in the hunt. So wow. I just had that there. Another issue. Devin Booker. <laughs> what I say? He's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty He's good. Pretty, huh? He's pretty good. <laughs> I think prettiest baller goes to Michael Porter Jr. Oh, <laughs> also my fantasy player. Get out of here! Get so out of here! I draft him, and I know how to groom him. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but yes, going Man. back to Devin Booker, forty-seven points, eleven rebounds, three assists. My God, he has that Kobe Bryant connection where he literally tattooed "Be Legendary" on him. And did you catch his post-game comments? Mm-mm, what did he, he say? He said, I felt Kobe, for sure Kobe was in here. From all the battles, Bastard. all the wisdom. I know, I, I, but I, still. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear know. that shit. I know, I know. As a Laker fan, it super stings. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that he's channeling the Mamba mentality and he's crediting him. The legacy lives on. Yes, and, and that, that's what he was saying. He's like, yeah, Kobe was all about telling me, be legendary. And that's what I wanted to do at the Staples Center in the playoffs, his first season. He he definitely up. he definitely leveled up a bit. I think that has to do with Chris Paul's tutelage, and then just like the cohesion that Monty Williams and Chris Paul and just DeAndre Ayton, mm-hmm. like everything oh, kind of coming up too, and Payne too coming up all at the same time. Cameron Payne in the ass. Yeah, That's who he was. I told you every time I saw fifteen, I wanted to sock him. Right. Uh, another reason when we had mentioned Monty Williams giving him his credit, he gave the Lakers half court defense credit. So what does he do to adjust? He proceeds to punish this team in transition with fast break threes before this Lakers defense can set up. So poor three-point defense in transition was kryptonite. Each time I saw them get lost in rotation, the body language, especially from LeBron, it just was not very encouraging to see. I didn't like it. I didn't like it, but I get it. I told you many times, like with work and stuff, you get it sometimes. Just like you've done so much, you know, being LeBron's like, I've done so much. Like, how can I can't do more for them to like get them over the hump? You know, you should already just be motivated by being here. You know, that's what I feel from him. Yes, it sucks because I feel like a lot of these new generation kids don't like that and they don't respond to that. Like I said, with the earlier young kids that we had, like that for sure broke pretty much all of them. Like they couldn't stomach any of that, like trade talks or you know, just that 
that you're talking about Lonzo, Brandon mm-hmm. Ingram, all those people. Yeah. All you those know they broke down in the last season and you felt that um subconscious body motion, you know, sitting at the end of the bench. Like we talked about it then. It's like, yeah, that's kind of an ass move, but like you gotta get it, bro. Like this is his first first round exit in four, 15 tries, 14 and one he is now. That's exactly what the next thing I was going to mm. say. Stop getting out of my head. In my head. In my head. Lakers lose. <laughs> oh. But yeah, you know, just fuck it. It's just, it's that too. It's like people step up and people don't step up. Marcus Alden step up. Wesley Ru- Matthews did step up. We'll get into the people who fought valiantly. I did feel that it was a valiant effort. Um, that's the next thing. Did you watch this game? I know your schedule is yeah. super wacky. If our listeners don't know, Malv literally works midnight to 10 a.m., so he has to get to bed super early, and that's why we kind of do these shows a little bit sporadically. Yeah. Uh, Malv, did you watch a game? I watched the first quarter, and I told you by then, like, I didn't even feel the energy. What do I always say? Book. He was already cooking, right? I think he was already at, like, 10 points when I was watching. I was like, yeah. Like, I am, like, but you know sometimes you're just like, my God, like, when you see it this obvious and what we said, it's like, what are you doing? Stop them. Don't even let them start in the first two minutes. You know, like it's easier said than done, I guess. Yeah. But that's what he needs. Hashtag books cookbook. That's what it is, man. Um, I saw the game like uh, the Lakers. I felt flat watching the game. I wanted to care more. I wasn't as passionate as I normally was when I watch games. You got deflated, bro. That's what I'm telling you. I'm it's not from the sure. Beginning. Yeah, exactly. It's I'm, from the beginning. I'm not sure if it's because 2020 has just been so wacky and I'm just like, oh, yeah, or it's just like, I don't know. I just felt flat. No, it was the game. They were flat, too. Like I told you, like the energy was off at the beginning. I, I saw mental lapses. I saw poor defensive rotations, poor body language, like we had mentioned. They played hard in short spurts, but this is back-to-back games where they dug themselves a very, very early hole. That's a lot of energy exerted by by the Lakers, and it's very difficult to win those games, and they could not do it. Well, the thing about their holes, too, at the beginning, they're not that big. Like, I'm, I'm just using old teams as reference, like great teams. Like, 10 to 14 sounds bad, but great teams that we've known, too, they could turn that around in two to three minutes, cut that lead down, you know, or, and, or at least get close to, you know, four points away from it, you know. But I didn't feel that from this team. But I felt like the Lakers always try to do that. I think I even talked about it, too. It's like they were trying to be old school Lakers where they put it on in the fourth. But it's like, no, you guys are are not that. You got to put it on at the beginning of the like second, I think. They needed to start the game off with that intensity because this was an elimination game for them. So they did start off flat. They they fought valiantly at the end, but it was too little too late. Mm -hmm. Another thing. I see a lot of Kyle Kuzma slander out here. Always. So you didn't watch the fourth quarter. <laughs> Everyone else it was hot potato. Pass LeBron. Pass LeBron. Suns knew what was up, and he wasn't even close to being healthy. So obviously they kick. LeBron has the ball. He kicks out, and they pass back to him. And it's like they know what's going to happen. Yeah. Someone needs to shoot. Kyle Kuzma was going to shoot. He was not scared of that moment. He was at least trying. Enough of this slander. He was out there. Remember Kobe? Yeah. I'm not comparing these to Kobe, but look, someone needs to take those shots. The Utah and, and, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> er, early Kobe in yeah. Utah, for sure. So enough with this Kuzma slander. I still slander him. I don't care. I want better. Well, of course we want we better. We dropped two other fools for you. He, he's fine. And we need you to be half the man Ingram is. Fuck. <laughs> uh. The main thing after watching this game, though, and I've said it before, the new era is here. These younger hoopers who are on the come up, 
They are no longer patiently waiting for their turn. I'm talking about Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Trey, Trey Young, Young, Luka Doncic. I already All said the Luka. fools. This is the, yeah, you're John right. John Morant, even though he just got eliminated. But, but look what these guys are doing. And then you look at Russell Westbrook. You look at Damian Lillard. You look at all these other established players, mm-hmm. more tenured. Even Steph Curry this season. These younger guys are seeing that the opportunity is there. They're going for it. Yeah. No, and that's what we like too. But, like, we don't like that against our team. <laughs> you know? And, like... That's the way it goes. No, we just got too confident as well. I think it was just a little bit too confident because we did hear everything at the beginning. It was just, oh, this is going to be the only time the seventh seed actually really overpowered. Like, the seventh seed is actually the second seed. It's like, damn. Yeah. We just lived to, we just engulfed all that hype. But it's like, these that- fools had like a great bubble book did, you know, and then we saw little glimpses. That's when I first really started looking at the Suns, you know, I was like, oh, shit. They got one really good player, like you know. But now look at them now. They gotta ride this wave, especially for Chris Paul being so old still. That body is also super banged up. Now that LeBron is gone, I feel like Chris Paul understands the magnitude of this, so he's gonna try and take advantage of this as mm-hmm. fully as possible. Yes, he is super, super injury prone in the playoffs, so we'll see what that means. Yeah, already in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and Aiton. Him yeah. and Aiton. actually Aiton got injured as well. He had a shoulder injury. Shoulders upon shoulders, right here, dude. Okay. Let's look at the Lakers' season recap overall for the 2020-2021 season. They finished with a record of 42-30. and 30. They were the seventh seed in the West. They were the defending champions mm-hmm. of last year. They did have a banner celebration that we went to. Yep. That was cool. That was fun. Popping is, bottles. Is there going to be a parade? Oh. Highly unlikely. Yeah. Uh, now that this is happening. L.A. We got, uh, high key. L.A. got screwed this year with sports teams and celebrations with, you know. Dodgers. Dodgers. Lakers. Lakers, the new Ram Stadium. Like, mm. none of this was all open to the public. So, what a shitty 2020, really. Um, got the championship, though. We got the cha- <laughs> I guess, yeah. So, so look at it that way, optimistically. I like the way you're thinking about it, Malv. Notable departures from the championship roster. Rajon Rondo, Danny Green, Dwight Howard. JaVale! JaVale <laughs> McGee, exactly. Who knew we needed JaVale that much? We did, yeah. dude. We did need JaVale. J.R. Smith. Deion Waiters, and Quinn Cook midseason. Notable acquisitions. Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, Mark Gasol, Wesley Matthews, and a midseason trade, Andre Drummond. Of those, who was the best performer? The new acquisitions. My God. It's still Schroeder, in my opinion. For the NBA, during the season, I would say. For the duration of their tenure, it's still Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. He had the most time. I told you, I just have like a an, a bias against, uh, well, not against, for Andre Drummond. I feel like if you would have gave him a little bit more time, if they would have got him a little bit earlier and healthier, I think he would have done a little bit more with AD being out. I was very disappointed in Andre Drummond. I'm not going to lie. They didn't give him that much time. I told you there was times where... From what I did see, he was just very uncoordinated. He just felt very sloppy. Felt like he... Um, as a For a big guy, I didn't feel intimidation by him. And... I, I think Genie Bus. I think Genie Bus jumped the gun a little bit early by praising him as Kareem Abdul Drummond. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, she was I remember that. that. Everybody. Yeah, take that back, Genie Bus. Fuck uh, no, but I'm saying like I saw a little bit in him when he was working it a few minutes. Like I think it was like game two or three. Like just a few minutes there. Like I told you, the rebounds are big, but like yes, they're not impactful. But it's like who is who else is he going to give it to that's impactful? You can't keep giving it to LeBron like we were saying. You know, and KD's not there. Montrez, I was super disappointed with. What I expected more man. from him. Six, yeah, exactly. And and as far as the game plan in the playoffs, why didn't he play more? Because that's what the Lakers were missing. Coach. They needed 
Frank coach. Vogel, that's what you're saying, coach. right? Something. I say nothing. I just say coach. <laughs> I know he's a defensive liability, but it just felt like everything was going wrong when I was watching the Lakers. Everything <laughs> that could go wrong went wrong. Murphy's Law, right? They yeah. weren't getting the calls. Easy misses. Easy, Easy three-point misses. misses. Always, Montrez, always. he was missing bunnies right at the rim. So I'm just like, what? This really feels like the universe was like, not this year, son. Right. Not this year, Malv. Not this year, Mosley. <laughs> not this year, Lakers fans. But guess what? Clippers fans in the same boat. Right. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're recording right before this, Eric. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to my next point. Who is the happiest right now with Fuck. the Lakers' demise? Let me give you some options, okay, Malv? Let me hear this. We got Skip Bayless. Always. It's my turn! We got the entire <laughs> Clippers organization. Uh, Chris Paul. Jay ooh. Crowder. Crowder. LeVar Ball. You are a hater. Or our favorite listener, Eric. Fuck. <laughs> I want to say Eric right now, but... Oh, this is hard. LeVar can't... You got to take that out. That one's too easy. You can't say anything because he won. No, but the I Lakers think... The Lakers say nothing. Okay, okay. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. Feel. LaMelo lost, too. So that's all he says. Like, your other son... What did he do? Okay. I would... It, the Clippers, I, that seems like the easiest target, I would say. Especially because Montrez went out so, like, flat as well. But the thing is, they're on the, they're in the same boat we are. Mm-hmm. So they can't, they're, they're, I think they're just, like, more nervous. Like, shit. It happened to the Lakers. Like, you know, it's right. like, and it happened to us almost by this team. This little kid, he, he rules us right now. And I think that's the fear. I'm going to give it to my, I don't know, everybody hates him, but I love Skip sometimes. You need Skip. Uh, you need Skip, you Skip know? Skip is a necessary troll for, for uh, sports media. He is, and I think, like, on him, he's the happiest right now. He's probably chugging some Mountain Dew or something, you know? I would have said Skip Bayless, <laughs> but because the Clippers are about to play right now, and he's probably like, oh, no, I can't really talk that much crap because the, the same the, thing. The, the Clippers basketball might happen. gods, he doesn't want to make him angry. Right. <laughs> I think it's Jay Crowder. And I think Jay Crowder is upsetting the basketball gods by talking all this nonsense mm. to LeBron. And he posted, did you see what he posted? So LeBron James had said something where it's like, uh, don't mess with the rabbit got the gun. And then Jay Crowder tweets something. It's like, it's all fun and games until the rabbit doesn't have the gun anymore. <laughs> and it's just like, just the back and forth, yeah. the chirping, the you history, the history between them. I get it. Jay Crowder, celebrate this moment. But at the same time, this is only a first round exit this is only a first round defeat but remember you still got a lot more to do no but keep that energy too you know like you said it's always like this is their time to shine because like you said the record between him and lebron is not uneven you know yeah he probably wanted some payback too just from the finals last year and then was a teammate that personal yeah keep that with boston yeah yeah all right what's next for the lakers moving forward malv i hate to say it but Implosion, implosion, implosion. Whoa, everything must go. Liquidation sale. Yeah. Rob Palinka here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, listen, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but someone up in Portland just got eliminated. Oh. And I don't know if you know this, but he tweeted something yesterday. Oh. He tweeted a, a song lyric from the late, great Nipsey Hussle. Quote, how long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meets preparation? I think Damian Lillard is at a crossroads right now with the Portland Trailblazers and Rob Palinka must use all of his powers to try and acquire Damian Lillard. Could you imagine that? If you have Damian Lillard with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, this is a pipe dream. That's what we do here. We're <laughs> ambitious as Lakers fans. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rant real quick, okay? Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Let him. Listen, the Lakers need an elite playmaker and an elite outside scorer. Damian Lillard checks off both of those boxes. Check, 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 <laughs> check. That's what he does. LeBron James can no longer be the best player. Right now, I don't know if it's because of the injury or if it's because of father time, but 
as of right now, it looks like he needs to be the third option. He mm. needs a dominant player in the inside. He needs another creator. And then when it's time, LeBron can pick and choose like he was doing right now. And you need Damian Lillard for that. Mm. The realistic chances of acquiring him, well, they didn't sign Dennis Schroeder, blessing in disguise. I'm Yet. sure. I'm sure there's a lot more intricacies that need to be involved. I haven't really done the trade machine on this, but, you know, the gears are already are already churning it's in my mind. It's Westbrook. Don't even trip. Oh, that'd be another <laughs> option, too. I, I'd be a bit more scared uh, if it was Westbrook. Westbrook is an L.A. dude. Yeah. But you need that accuracy behind the behind the three-point line. Oh, well, for the Lakers, for sure. Because that's what happened. They no, were, the new game, too, is all about threes. They weren't making shit mm-hmm. yesterday, dude. They weren't making anything. It was just, like, miss after miss. And I'm just like, just take it inside. Yeah, I always say, what and, do I always say? Drive that shit. I always tell you. That's where you needed. I always tell you. It's like, I just feel, too, it's like, it's because it's a new ball, too. You live by the three, you die by the three. But at the same time, it's like during this series, a couple, so many games where you're just like, don't take the three. Don't take the three. You know, even if it's open, don't take it. Look for a nice, higher percentage shot on the inside, you know? Keep looking, keep looking. Mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder, though, would you re-sign him? Worst case scenario? Honestly, worst case scenario, I'm saying, yeah, I would, because he okay. does, he did well in the season, you know, but like, then maybe that's what you do too, but it's hard to do your bench like that, have like the veterans on the bench only for the playoffs, <laughs> you know, like you can only have them there. It's like, all right, Schroeder, you did, you did well for us during the season, but we know how you are. Hmm. You're going to be on the bench. All right. We're going to switch it up, but I'm with you. I would want another score, but not. And Dame seems like such an unselfish scorer. He's only doing that that much because he's the only one who can do it in Portland. You know, so to see him probably on a better team, even if it's just LeBron and AD for right now, like, aren't those two great hit-ups for him? Yeah, they are. We mentioned the realistic chances of acquiring him as far as, like, cap space-wise, but personality-wise, Lillard seems like a pretty loyal dude. So that's also another thing. It's like, is he willing to give up that Portland loyalty. Or is then, he that fed up already? Is he? Oh, is, That's exactly. What it is too, you it know, could like, be that. It's a loyal guy. You, you know, a guy can be loyal for so long, you know. Losing sucks, bro. You know, and he's lost a lot. What, the last four first round exits in five, six years? Are they re-signing anyone? Drummond? Harrell? Gasol? Ugh, no, I not think Gasol. I, I wouldn't. I love, I love all the players. I love all the players, but they're all a little bit past their prime, you know, or they're past their playoff for productivity i would say more well drummond is kind of young i know they had expressed interest he would be a good serviceable backup big i wouldn't mind that coaching staff moves well jason kidd is already a hot commodity right yep i heard boston's he's going boston that's gonna be crazy and honestly a lot of it like you were saying had to do with coaching and changing it up i'm not saying maybe not vogel you know this is only what essentially his second year of not doing that well with the with the lakers this wasn't frank vogel's fault yeah. this was literally the the scheduling and how demanding that was and then just player injury no but he did make like a few like i would have made a different rem- more changes you know the on the en- lineups yes but <laughs> the entire the entire tone of this series shifted when anthony davis injured his groin You're on right. that sunday game because mm-hmm. they were going to win that game and then Change so move. deflating it shouldn't have been that deflating, but it was. We're at this position now. I think Frank Vogel needs one more shot. I don't think it's his fault. Yeah, and then you just got to add new assistant coaches and maybe get some new lifeblood. You know the defense is going well. Do we really want to keep playing the three? I know that's the big thing to do, but maybe we shake it up and not try so much for the threes because our players aren't hitting them. If Damian Lillard comes, it'll be different. Fuck it. It's three, it's three city. <laughs> Rip city to, to try city. Try city. <laughs> we used to go to the tri cities. Uh, Shout out those middle school dances. 
All right. A couple more things before we wrap. I'm going to call this segment the LeBron Corner mm. because this is all about LeBron James. We've Uh-oh. been talking about the Lakers a little bit. Let's talk about LeBron and his legacy. Malv, where does LeBron's legacy stand after this? You mentioned this is his first time losing in the, in the first round. Goat. Still a goat. Yes. Not the... Like you said before, we've talked about it before, and I always hear like on the regular media, like they don't really say, but there is levels to goatness. You know, it's Michael, peak, peak, peak superstar, and then we go a little bit below Kobe and LeBron right there, I would say. I think LeBron is already a top two all time, and this wasn't his fault. He did Mm. play pretty hard. He was really injured. Will he get another title-chasing opportunity like this? I don't know. You hope so, right? You're hoping for two more, at least two more playoff entries. Yeah. You know, but he's done so much more than I feel Michael has done with basketball, per se. You know, like actual playing basketball. I feel like going to three different franchises. I said it even before he came in. I was like, if LeBron could do three different franchises and bring a championship, he has to be one, two, three. Like, you have to be, because how hard is that? It's so hard for so many players that we love that don't even get one championship in the town they spend the most. But yet to only spend, like, three, five years and get at least one ring? How do you not say this person's not the best? And you always look at his teams and his roster. We're looking at this one. Not one of the best. Even our bubble team wasn't (laughs) one of the best. You know, like, you could say, yeah, his teams aren't that you know, his players aren't that complimentary, only really with the Heatles, you know, where you really had prime, prime, prime. You're like, oh, shit, this is a stacked team. I was you know? excited about this team, though, when the season started because... The energy from winning. I think this is one of his greatest what-if teams. What if this team never got injured? I think they could mm, contend for a okay. championship. I would put this team and the 2015 Cavaliers, his first time coming back, because remember, They're Kyrie... He broke his kneecap, and Kevin Love also got his shoulder dislocated. So between that 2015 Cavs Ooh. and this 2021 Lakers, if injuries didn't happen, I think he would be at what? That'd be six. Five, six, That'd yeah, be six. damn. That'd be six championships. Uh, no, and this is, well, the thing, too, it's like this is Lakerdom, too. So, like, I feel like you have to, like, bookcase his his career with it, too. Like, he won it with one of the most winning, the second most winningest franchise, you know, now tied for the most. That's a big-ass feat, right? In, like, a big market. It's Los Angeles. Your second year. Is he going to get his jersey retired here? I think they're going to obligatory just give it to him. Yeah, they'll give him you one. Have, you have to put it there. They'll it's give like him one. He's one of the goats, and he was a Laker. Yeah. Like, no, he's going yeah, to his, like, get yeah. his jersey retired. I agree there. Uh, one more thing before we go. We're a little bit long, but this is an all-Lakers episode because that's what we are. We're Lakers fans through and through, and that's what we want to do. This is a final reflection piece. Just overall... We got to appreciate that we still won 17. Super just like irritated. Like it took a lot for me to record this podcast right, right now. <laughs> I needed that day off just to kind of vent. And I know Malv did too. Oh, no. I was angry even before this. Just give the team credit for winning that championship. You know, that year and change. It was ridiculous. Like the mental and physical battles that they had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant and his daughter dying. A global pandemic. Going to Orlando. Staying focused. Focus. Disciplined. And you, after hearing all these other teams crying about it, how they couldn't withstand it. So it's like, yeah, there's an added pressure to that as well. Yeah, there was just there was so many variables that they couldn't control this year. And it was health that remained the biggest. That's really like, the killer. I'm with the you. The culprit. Mm-hmm. And, um, Started at the middle of the season. It, just, it was very unfortunate. But... We will live to fight another day, Laker Nation. Down and out, but Lakers fans through thick and thin. Be thankful, still support this team, 
And we're still going to be doing this podcast because we still love basketball. All right, everybody. Well, that is going to conclude this episode of Last Week in Basketball. We're super bummed it ended this way, but we're still happy that we got what we got. Before we go, weekend predictions. We have a couple series starting, right? We got oh, the yeah. Bucks. We got the Nets. Watching it for sure. Saturday. Yes. I have Bucks in seven in that Ooh. one. I'm going to go against you then, Mowgli. Nets in seven. I love it. I love it. <laughs> we got Clippers versus Mavericks. I still have the Clippers in seven. Oh, I'm going Mavs. Personally, before we do this, I think the West is wide open now. I think Phoenix has Phoenix and the Clippers have the best shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. One more series, the Sixers against the Hawks. And Joel Embiid, if he's not healthy, does Atlanta have a shot? Like I said, they have a shot if Ben Simmons doesn't step up. That's what I'm saying. They have a shot if Trey Young steps up. No. No? The Hawks have a chance if Ben Simmons doesn't step up. All righty. Let's see how that goes. One more thing. We want to wish a happy birthday to one of our good friends and the album illustrator, Leche Malo. Happy birthday to Will. We love the podcast art. We love the support. Malv, anything else you want to say? I actually got two more shout-out. Birthday ones for both my nieces. They're both back-to-back, Sophia and Joey. Happy birthday! Happy birthday. We love you. We love you guys. And make sure you listen to us. Even though our Lakers season's done, we're still not done with basketball. Happy birthday to Sophia. Happy birthday to Joey. We'll be back here next week because we love playoff basketball. It still hurts that the Lakers lost.